Hey, welcome. It is seven minutes after 11 o'clock. The market is doing a slight downturn because the uh, PPI numbers have just come out and, and uh, Bidenomics at work. But first, uh, for Columbia Chief of Police, it's a job I wouldn't want, considering how little support uh, they're getting in law enforcement in Columbia. They should be getting a competitive pay. They shouldn't be overworked. We should have more police officers on the street. And having to coordinate and work all of that, what a monumental task. But there are four, apparently, candidates who are uh, being considered. The final four, if you will. And Jill Schluti is one of them. I think she ought to be the next chief of police. If she wants the job, I think she's the one who should get the job. Look, we've, uh, we've dealt with Jill Schluti for years. She knows the system. She knows the city. She knows the, 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 the police, uh, fellow police officers. She should be the one who gets the job. If, if any one of these four could hit the ground running, I would argue it's Jill Schluti. You realize what you've just done, don't you? Did I just crush her chances? I think so, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm going to stand by my opinion. She, she sees and knows what the problems are. She's been here for, for years. She knows the hot spots. She knows what's been done, what's tried, what's failed, what's succeeded. It's foolish to even think about going outside uh, of Columbia. And she knows what she's going to have to deal with. She knows how the city treats law enforcement. Everybody else is going to have to learn all of this stuff. Does she know anything about social justice? I think that's on the mind of a lot of people. No? I'm sure she's aware of everybody's position on social justice. I she's still the only don't know what that is, but... Yeah, well, she's the only finalist uh, from the city itself, from the, uh, from the Columbia Police Department. She's been the assistant police chief since 2019. Uh, she's been with the department since 2005. She's been a deputy chief of police, a sergeant. She's been a, an officer on the street. She certainly has the uh, educational background. She's got a master's degree and uh, a bachelor's in criminal justice. How could you even, how could you get past that? I think she is perfect for the job. Uh, Jill, I don't know if you're listening. But I wish you the best of luck. I have no idea why you would want the job, but I think you're the only candidate who could hit the ground running. And I think you have the background. Would you want that job, Brian? Absolutely not, no. Not a chance. I, I just can't even imagine the job of a police chief. I was talking to Chief Jones when he was in the studio you know, how he juggles the amount of things that you have to do on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, you have to be prepared to answer the phone 24 hours a day. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, that's just too much.
I would not want that job. But if anybody I think is qualified, it's her. She knows the system inside and out. And she knows what's worked, what's tried, what's failed. Um, I, I think she's perfect for the job. I, Jill, let me apologize. I'm sorry. I probably just shot down the odds of you getting the job. <laughs> but I just uh, I couldn't help myself. I just couldn't help myself. All right. Uh, the stock market, it's, it's mixed but mostly down. Uh, not by a lot. The Dow is down about 25. Um, the S&P is down like about a half a percent. NASDAQ is up 32. The Russell is down. And the reason for this is the PPI numbers have come out. <clears throat> Bidenomics at work. Wholesale inflation uh, rose uh, 0.5% in September, which was more than expected. Considerably more, really. Uh, the producer price index uh, going up 0.5%. Uh, the Dow Jones estimate was 0.3%. You take out food and energy, the core PPI... Uh, up 0.3%. Forecast was for 0.2%. The uh, inflation came, I guess, uh, primarily from final demand goods. Uh, they went up 0.9% on the month, while services increased 0.3%. According to CNBC, um, those are the numbers that are out. The producer price index measures cost for finished goods that producers pay. Uh, it went up by half, 0.5% for the month. This is Bidenomics at work. This is, you know, not good news for the administration. And ultimately, I think not good news for the market. You know, I think what's going on here is the Federal Reserve is going to look at these numbers. And, you know, it's going to scream uh, increase interest rates. I, I, I don't see how they uh, they can ignore this. They they've been trying not to, but I think they have to. So uh, what'll that mean? Well, that'll mean we get closer and closer to that recession. We already talked about the unemployment numbers. Uh, the, the, the numbers, uh, frankly, in the last report, most of the jobs were for government and you know service industry, not career, you know, jobs in the private marketplace. And that huge increase in the number of government jobs is just inflationary. All those new government employees have to be paid with money the government doesn't have. So every time they get a paycheck, it's inflation. That means every dollar you stuffed in your safe becomes devalued. On a year-over-year -year basis, the headline PPI was up 22 the largest move since April. The 12-month pace had slowed to as uh, little as 0.2 in June, but it's been on the rise ever since. We haven't seen the end of inflation, and we haven't seen the end of high interest rates. It's, it's, it's going to keep going until the economy turns around. You wanted to get inflation down to zero point, you know, zero down to two percent. You're going to have to slam the brakes on the market and the on the economy. The only way to do that is to keep making it harder and harder to borrow money. It's a leading indicator for inflation, and 
this give you an idea about goods that are still being, you know, prepared to get to the retail shelf? Goods, if you will, that are in the pipeline. Uh, the Labor Department is going to release um, consumer, their consumer price index. And it's going to show a slight easing in the pace of inflation, they think, at CNBC. And, and by the way, they revised the numbers last month. They, they, they just suddenly can't get it right. And you can be sure, you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to revise the unemployment numbers again. Because they have every single month this year. Every single month. Can we expect the Biden administration to come out after the revision and explain what's going on? Or Oh, you want the, you want the excuse? I'll give yeah. you the excuse. Well, there's inflation all over the world, uh, all over Europe. Uh, we're not the only country to, to have it. Putin price hike. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not unique to us, and we're in the best shape of any country in the world. It's not bad. Maybe That's, you should go to work. For, for the the, Biden. for the Bidens, yeah. Uh, well, they, you know what? They're going to come up with that on their own. <laughs> they don't need my help. That'll be their excuse. All right, quick break. We're up against the clock, but we're going to come back and chat with you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, the um, the housing market in Colombia, real estate values have dropped a little. Part of this economy that is starting to hurt. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, the Columbia Spittoon has an article about Boone County home prices. They fell 1.4% in September. Houses uh, listed at a median price of $392,500. We are talking about inflation earlier. Um, it's hard to believe that you're getting a house that's like, 2,000 square feet, 2,200 square feet. And it's, it's, it's getting ever so close to a half million dollars. The median home, uh, according to USA uh, uh, Today, uh, in Columbia, Missouri, uh, listed for $392,500 in September, down 1.4% from the previous month's 398000 Compared to September 2022, the median home list price increased 5.9%. This is uh, homes that are listed for sale in Boone County, uh, not houses that were sold. Half a million to $400,000 for a 2,200 square foot house. I'll put this in perspective. My parents bought a house in Cleveland Heights. In 1956, the house was well over 5,000 square feet, uh, 5,300, 5,500 square feet. They bought that house for, I think, 26,000? Wow. Yeah. That's a phenomenal. Would that have been in the 60s? That would have been 1956. 56. Man, that's incredible. Today, that house is somewhere in the neighborhood of 700000 The house didn't become more valuable. The money became less valuable. Correct. So, that's how many more dollars you need to buy the same house. 
yeah, a lot of people get really excited of, of the fact that, hey, my house is now worth this amount of money, which is, you know, great, but you have to move, you know, <laughs> once you sell it. So it's you're not really getting any advantage there. No, uh, because wherever you go to buy, they're going to yeah. experience the same inflation. That's a huge amount of money for a 2,200-square-foot house. Can you imagine if you, if you had uh, spent $400,000 on a house, say, in uh, 1995? Man. It'd be five or 6,000 square feet or more. The statistics in the article uh, they write at the Columbia Spittoon only pertain to houses listed for sale. So we don't know what the final sale prices are. But the median home was 2,217 square feet, $186 a square foot. Um, the, home, uh, the price per square foot of homes for sale is up 7.4% from September. If you got a house a few years ago and you're paying like next to nothing in interest, unless you absolutely have to, you are not going to sell that house. Because when you replace it, even if you get more money for the house, the house that you refinance is going to be at a higher interest rate, way higher interest rate. You'd have to buy something for cash. You'd have to uh, extract the sale, of the, uh, the net proceeds, and go out and buy a house for cash. Otherwise, you're pretty much taking a bath here. Median home prices issued by Realtor.com may exclude many or even most of markets' homes, the price and volume represent only single-family homes, condominiums, or townhomes. So if you've got a house in Columbia and you bought it, uh, you know, in the last, say, five or six years, you're hanging on to it. And while you think it's escalating in value, it's really not. It's the same value. It's just the money is worth less. 874-9390, toll-free number 800-529-5572. We got a little, little more ground here that we ought to cover. And uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Eric Burleson. Uh, I like Burleson. I think he's a great, uh, a great addition to Washington. And he... Um, is being written up in the uh, spittoon, uh, dealing with funding the federal government. In his first term, they wrote, uh, it, it, in the House of Representatives, he's twice witnessed historic moments. Obviously, uh, getting rid of the uh, the Speaker of the House was one of them. I don't think he was in favor of that. But he's also uh, being quoted uh, talking about funding of the government. He didn't want a short-term funding thing. He wanted it... He wanted it done right. I think he's pretty good as a, as a conservative. But what we really need is for them to pass the one subject at a time and read the bills and write the Laws Act. And I think, I think he'd be ideal to get on board with that. That would handle much of this spending problem. And if they would just get back to regular order... And I've no doubt, I haven't spoken with him, but I, I, I believe he probably would be in favor of that as well. 
They've made such a mess in Washington, D.C., and it's rippling all the way back here. Let me go to the phones here. Tyler is on the line on housing. Tyler, good morning. Hey, Gary, good morning. So we built a house and bought it five, maybe six years ago this November in Ashland. We looked uh, within the past year, moving to a different neighborhood in Ashland, and yeah, we could probably get hundred to 200000 more than what we bought it for, but then the house that we would have to buy in the same city for the money that we would get for the house would be almost a thousand square foot less than what we have now. Yeah, it puts you in a bind. You you don't want to sell then. You, you you're going to get <laughs> no. less and pay more. Right. I, we just figured the things that we dislike about the neighborhood are are worth just gritting our teeth through rather than putting ourselves and our family in a bind right now. Did you move out of Columbia to Ashland? Yes. You want to, Can you give me a reason why? Do you feel comfortable explaining why? Uh, sure. I was born and raised in Columbia. I uh, went to uh, Columbia Public Schools and decided that even when I was in school and I graduated back in 2006, that I didn't agree with how things were going. And so me and my wife wanted a small town type schooling for our children and have never, ever thought about turning back and coming back to Columbia. I work in Columbia, but I will not send my children to school in Columbia. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. All right, uh, Tyler, thank you. Glad to have you on yeah. the Gary Nolan Show. I, I think Columbia is a great city. It's just being led uh, by the wrong people, and it makes it really, really difficult to um, to live there, uh, to exist there. It, it's... It, Overregulated, overtaxed, and and it, and they're killing it. And I think a lot of people. I I do not want to live inside of Boone County. I love Ashland; it's a great place, but it's still inside of Boone County. And Boone County is as bad, for the most part, as the city of Columbia. So I'm I'm more in favor of uh, places that don't tax and regulate as much. I had a friend of mine that, that uh, built a house outside of Boone County and didn't have anywhere near the problem building that he would have had he built inside the county. Far fewer regulations, and it, and it cost him, he got more house for less money. He's got a little bit of a drive to work, but he saved a ton of money doing that. Boone County is literally, and Columbia in particular, are driving people out of the city and out of the county. They need to, they need to uh, cut their taxes, cut their spending. They need to get rid of some of the regulations, let businesses flourish so that, you know, people don't abandon the city. I hear from I hear lots of people who send me comments about how they're moving out of the city and they're moving out of the county. And frankly, I don't blame them. 874-9390 toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Somebody's off their meds writes the Daily Wire. Jennifer Rubin blames, well, you're not going to believe who she blames for the Hamas attack. That's next on the Gary Nolan show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It is 11.35. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Um, this uh, Washington Post blogger, her name is Jennifer Rubin. And she was talking about what's going on in the Middle East between uh, Hamas and, and Israel. And she said, you're not going to believe, who do you think she would blame for this, Brian? <laughs> I know exactly who she would blame. Uh, how about the Republicans? Oh, yes. It, yes. It's their fault. With U.S. House in chaos and U.S. military promotions on hold, Hamas struck. I Republicans' see. weakness invites terror. That's what... I, why didn't I think of that? I, I, you know, I am betting that Hamas was looking at this just last week and said, Hey, now is the time. Now, let's put this thing together and uh, <laughs> make this happen. Yeah, the House of Representatives, they don't have a speaker, so, boy, this is perfect timing. This will do it. What a load of horse manure. It's it just another example of how absolutely insane we have become in this country. You know, they love blaming the GOP for anything bad. Yes. I mean, yes. if they have a chance to do it, they're going to take advantage of it. In this case, it's like, man, that is, that's a game of twister. I don't know how well, you they, came I up mean, with they that. Really do, they really do stretch. Uh, some of the responses were pretty good, though. You seriously think this operation was planned in a week and that the principal variables in the decision were Hamas's fear of Kevin McCarthy and some U.S. <laughs> generals not getting promoted? Oh, this should have been a Babylon Bee article. It, nobody would, but yeah, it, it does. It sounds like something that they would, uh, some fictional humorous thing that uh, somebody would put up. Uh, on housing, George is on the line. George, good morning. We were talking about uh, the value of housing in Boone County. Yes. Uh, one of the proposals that Biden has openly stated uh, is that it's an increase in value tax. That is, if you buy a house for $100,000, whatever you sell it for above that will be taxed right. uh, at a pretty high rate. I think it was 33% was the number I remember. So the, one of the things that uh, Americans have depended upon uh, is buying a home, that's a goal, uh, and the increase in value in that and having that at some point uh, as something they can either pass on or do something else with. So the increase in value of your house uh, will become uh, subject to tax. Pelosi also proposed some time ago that whatever your stock market value was at the end of the year, the amount, any amount above what you paid for those stocks would be taxed. So we ain't seen nothing yet, Gary. Yeah, they want a wealth tax. Well, wow. there are several names for it, but that's it. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the cover stories for it. You know, the, the average guy, like your parents, who've worked their butts off all their life and have been a success what did davos say uh by thirty thirty-five, you'll owe nothing and you'll be happy they're, they're gonna get us there yeah i i agree george thank you yeah glad to have you on the gary nolan show it's a sad state of affairs they can't get enough of your money to do the things they want to get elected uh on this um on this uh, this uh, Wall St uh, this Washington Post uh, blogger uh, Jennifer Rubin, the the kickback was just great on this. You'd, I would have thought she'd have gotten away with it, especially being with the Washington Post. 
Uh, but no, they they run after her. the 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 poop is wrong with you. Actually, they used a word that uh, can I say crap? I guess I can. Yes. Uh, the crap is wrong with you. First of all, Hamas was not sitting around waiting for the Republicans to do a song and dance to start a bloodlust hatred for the Jews. And second of all, if anyone showed weakness, it was Joe. Let's leave a ton of military equipment in Afghanistan and flee Biden. I am. I, I got to tell you, I'm speaking surprised. Of, huh? Speaking of leaving equipment in Afghanistan, I've got a great clip that uh, is from 2007 from Joe Biden himself. Would like to uh, share it with you. Or today begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine. So yeah. Oops. Oops. Yeah. A slightly different tune uh, when they bit. left Afghanistan. This guy is such an idiot. Such an idiot. Um, I don't even know where to go uh, with with uh, Biden. The whole thing, he's just such a mess. And I'm telling you, he is not going to be the nominee of the party. They are going to yank him out at the last minute. They're going to pull the plug. And they're going to they're, they're going to put in somebody else. I just don't know who they can put in that's that's really good. Everybody keeps talking about uh, the governor of California. But I don't think he sells in the Midwest. I think he, he, he suffers. I mean, he's got a terrible record on everything from transgenders to taxes and regulations. So much so that I don't think they can clean him up enough to make him a good presidential candidate. When do you think this uh, change will take place? You think that sometime in the next six months? Oh, I, yeah, I think it's, it's going to happen sometime just before the Democrat convention. Uh, the closer, I think... <laughs> That's going to be fun to watch. Well, I think the closer, the better. Uh, it, I think the plan is, on Biden's part, if he survives, and I don't... Look, I don't want to be mean or, or anything, but the guy is old. Uh, he is at an age when most Americans, you know, expire. I don't know how better to phrase that. But I think his plan is... To do that, and just before he goes, pardon Hunter from anything that, you know, that he's done wrong. He gets the kid out from under, you know, and, and out of the hot water and leaves the Republicans with uh, Donald Trump and the Democrats with an opportunity to get somebody new. Now, there, there's always a chance that Mother Nature could confuse all that, could screw that whole plan up. And again, I do not wish this to happen. I, you know, I hope he, he gets uh, several years to live uh, happily in retirement. But at his age, it could happen at any minute. And then we get Kamala Harris as president. And then the Democrats have another problem. Because they would have to discriminate against a black female who's running for president. That's their worst nightmare, Kamala Harris. Her numbers are actually worse than Donald Trump's numbers. And they could be stuck with her. 
I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm betting that they're giving him every medical advantage they can to keep him going. Because the last thing they want to have to do is, is uh, fight having her as the, uh, the president, assuming the office of president. Every time I hear her voice, I mean, you listen to her and you know she's an idiot. You listen to her and you know she has no idea what she's talking about. And that cackle, oh, jeez, that just makes me nuts. They're going to have to have somebody out there, and I don't think it's going to be uh, Michelle Obama. I think that's, uh, that's a pipe dream. That's not going to happen. They're going to have to find a moderate Democrat out there. Because a Bernie Sanders isn't going to cut it either. Democrats know that if they come up with a Bernie Sanders type candidate, that middle America is just not going to vote for them. And they kind of burned their bridge with Joe Manchin. I'm sure he remembers his deal that kind of uh, got squashed a yeah. year or so ago. Yeah, but if they were smart, if I were the Democrat Party, looking at what lays ahead... I would go knock on Manchin's door. Oh, I would too, but I don't think that he would, I think he would, uh, well, give him the uh, center finger, if you will. You think so? I think he would want to be president of the United States. I think States. he would want to be, but, I mean, man, I, I don't know. I, I you sure he... that Kamala wouldn't be uh, your first choice? I mean, she's so articulate. It is yeah. time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Oh. See, I mean, I, I got chills when I play uh, it. Yeah, I know. Pearly words of wisdom. I actually, you know, I would love for it to be Donald, uh, uh, Joe Biden or or Kamala Harris. I, I want them to be the nominee. Because then, you know, practically anybody the Republicans put up will win. But I don't think the Democrats are that stupid. I think they know that these two are not going to be uh, winners. So they're going to come up with somebody else. And if they're smart, they'd go to a guy like Manchin, who could probably take votes away from Republicans and still manage to, to hang on to Democrats. All right, quick break. We're going to be back. We'll wrap the program up on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1151. Glad to have you with us. Uh, coming up, uh, Glenn Beck, then uh, Sean Hannity, and uh, finally, uh, Dr. Randy Tobler. He is going to be on 4 to 6. That's the way to get your ride home. Uh, boy, you, you just never know um, what, a, what, a, what a horrible story here. Uh, this is uh, not from the United States. It's out of France. An elderly couple had this mask in their house, um, and, and they decided they were going to you know, just kind of clean up and get rid of all this stuff, including this mask. And they took it to an art dealer who bought it for uh, 129 uh, uh, pounds. Uh, it, it was just, uh, actually it's euros, 129 euros. And took the money and they were happy. They, they got it out of the house. Uh, just makes the house a little bit better. Well, a short time later, he puts it up for auction and sells it for $3.6 million. Oh, uh, they read about punch. it in the newspaper, huh? That's a gut punch. Oh, yeah. Uh, the mask is a rare sight outside of Central Africa. Uh, few, uh, fewer than a dozen carried in museums around the world. They sold it 
for a song. This guy just told him this is what it was worth, and they sold it. And I wish we had more time on this because I'm curious to see who you think is responsible. You take a piece of artwork that you want to sell, and you you go to a dealer and you say, "How much is it worth?" And a guy tells you 125 bucks, and you sell it. And later you find out he sold it for three million. <laughs> Who's the idiot? It, it, was he obligated to give you what it was worth in his mind? He made you an offer. You accepted it. They didn't do their research, did they? No. No, they didn't do their research. But they've got a it's lawsuit terrible. going. Yeah. And they're hanging on to the, you know, the money is locked up, so he's not, the, the art dealer is not going to get it. They've argued that the dealer withheld his suspicions over the value of the artifact and then made this huge profit. I say, too bad. You, you should have done your homework. They offered you, the, you know, he offered you, uh, and I'm going to change this to dollars because it's easier to, to, uh, yeah. to quantify. He offers you 125 bucks for this thing and you say, yeah. And later you find out he sold it for, you know, $3 million. <laughs> Oh, man. I'd be furious. Absolutely. I'd feel like I'd been ripped off. Absolutely. But I don't think there's anything that should be done about it. You should have taken it to a couple of places. And you could have done it with a photograph. Here, what do you think it's worth? But they didn't do that. They didn't do their homework. They just took it to that one place and said, here it is. How much do you, you know, how much are you offering me? And they said yes. But the court have ordered the proceeds of the sale to be frozen until the end of the case. But a lesson to be learned, you know, get another opinion. Would there be a fairer outcome to this if, if you were the judge? Would you just say you're out of luck, elderly French couple? Or would you say, you know what? You're making a ton of money already on this. I'm going to award you, you know, $100,000. And you can keep the rest, you know, the, the three no, I would give. Them, I would tell them you should have done your homework. Yeah, I understand. You're and a mean, mean, mean judge. <laughs> <laughs> mean judge I Nolan. $3.6 million. Dollars. 129. Yeah, that's what you get for not doing your research. Yeah. Well, yeah, I understand. But this is an elderly couple and they're easily uh, taken advantage of. We don't know what happened in this shop. Ah, uh, this is, you know, this is garbage. We don't know. But well, that's why I wish we had more time because we would yeah. ask the listeners whether well, we they would take it up tomorrow too. Uh, maybe we will. But, but, uh, but I mean, I, you look at the <clears throat> uh figure and Wow, I mean, it's uh, it's yes. an interesting piece. I can't imagine. I would have definitely gone to somebody with knowledge to say, "What is this? Where did it come from? And how much is it worth?" And they didn't do any of that, apparently. By the way, um, if I had it in my house, I would be anxious to get rid of it. It is really <laughs> ugly. It is. It's a mask uh, with uh, with hair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it really, it's... You wouldn't put it on then? Sometimes uh, I, I can't tell the difference between <laughs> yourself and the mask. <laughs> I wouldn't even put that on the wall. Uh, it's no wonder they wanted to get rid of it. It is really, really ugly. 
But I, you know, we'll do this tomorrow. But I, I think that uh, the couple should have done their homework. Uh, that they didn't isn't his fault. He offered them a price. They accepted. He turned around and sold it for a massive profit. Um, do I think it's necessarily fair? Probably not. But it's, you know, it's what they did. Uh, they, they, or didn't do. They didn't do their homework. Uh, there is a piece by Lorraine Miles called The Seven Dirty Secrets of Solar Energy. And I'm not going to have time for that this morning. Yeah, this morning either. But uh, it really talks about the, the the downside to solar energy. It, you don't have solar energy. I didn't see any on your house. You don't have any solar panels on your house, right? No, I don't. No. I'm going to get a uh, you know government loan to maybe let you pay for more because you paid <laughs> for my insulation already and my yeah. windows. And you know, I was thinking about solar panels, but. I don't know if I can afford solar panels for your house, Brian, but, you know, the, the government will help. Yes. Uh, the European Union uh, really jumped in with these uh, solar panels and really promoted the snot out of them. But they really, and, and solar farms are cropping up. They're doing that right here in Missouri, uh, coming up with these solar farms. You know, to be honest with you, I wouldn't want them. They're so ugly. They don't last that long. No. Yeah, and they don't I last can't for- even imagine... You know, during a severe hailstorm or something, what? How do they fare? Are they going to be damaged? No, I don't think so. I like the idea of free energy, but it's not free. It costs money to maintain things, and and when you get rid of them, and, and when you get rid of them, uh, they're toxic. Uh, you yeah. can't just you know put them in the garbage. Uh, there's a toxicity to the minerals in those uh, in those things. They're a terrible idea. If I get a chance tomorrow, we'll do it. But tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday. Uh, and that makes it a, a bit challenging to throw out other topics. But we will. Uh, behind every solar farm sits a silent, poisonous partner. An old-fashioned gas and oil electric factory. Why is this? Because of law number one. Someone has to fill in when the lazy sun isn't working. It's the elephant in the room when people talk about solar. It's just not dependable. And I don't, you know, it, it, using my tax dollars seems patently unfair. Glenn Beck up next. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Glenn, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.